Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Deborah, and this is going to be the blog about The Apprentice, a story that is told to the little one as it walks along with a big and majestic king on a road to the great city. These two walk and talk and sing, and they learn about each other, hear stories from each other, and sometimes they stop and listen to the flowers singing. And today, Pastor Deborah is going to be telling the story to the little about the apprentice. Little one, wake up, for it's time to walk and talk. Okay, sir, I want to tell you a wonderful story. All little ones must learn, even those who are not my children. When one is spiritually young in one's soul, due to lack of spiritual education, knowledge, wisdom, and have not been properly under tutors and teachers until spiritually released by the teacher, the soul still makes decisions based on its feelings. This story, little one, is about a young one named Mickey who was a student, a disciple of a great and powerful sorcerer, one who speaks powerful things happen that are supernatural and spiritual. Mickey was still very young, both in his biological and his spiritual. Mickey was a student, an apprentice of this powerful teacher, and still was lacking knowledge and experience with the spiritual powers that the master minister had. Mickey has 99.9% of my spiritual children, and of those who are not yet my spiritual children, have a soul that is feeling that all they do is just work, and they feel like just a slave for another. The soul, the hidden man of the hidden subconscious heart, feels undervalued, not appreciated, and feels like it is nothing. This soul, due to its feelings, becomes tempted to find a way to make itself feel better. The soul of a young one is easily tempted to take matters into its own hands, to bring value, appreciation, and happiness to itself that are not coming from the tutor teacher. When a soul, a hidden man, deep subconscious heart, feels like just a slave, not even accepted as equal to the master. Then the soul seeks opportunities to make itself feel better, more valued, and important. So in this spiritual condition of the soul, the hidden man of the deep subconscious mind, Mickey was ready. So one day, as he was doing his regular duties, work, job of serving the needs of his teacher, his tutor, Mickey saw something so powerful he had never seen before. What was that, sir? Little one, the teacher spoke words of a powerful spell that changed a bat into a butterfly in the book. A life was transformed. A life that was one thing, a bat, became a beautiful and gentle butterfly. Rays of light, light started shining out from the butterfly, and Mickey was amazed. He had never seen such power before from the teacher. And his soul, his hidden man of the heart, decided it was going to do so also with words of power when it had chance. And what happened, sir? That I will talk about later. So I can relate more of the power of words 
to you. And what happens when one is not ready to conduct powerful spiritual work? Okay. Later today? Yes, little one. Later today. Your Heavenly Father. Next blog is entitled, A Wounded Heart. Power of Words. Little one, little one. Yes, sir. Listen to more of the story of Mickey in the book entitled The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Okay. Remember, Mickey was walking through a room that his mighty teacher, the sorcerer, was. Then it happened. Suddenly, Mickey's soul, that was in a condition of feeling devalued, unimportant, only a slave, and was ready to see an opportunity to self-medicate itself, to enable it to feel better, to feel important, to feel valued, to feel powerful. The sorcerer spoke words of power. The sorcerer changed, transformed a creature of the night, a bed, into another life form, beautiful but her words spoke. A life form changed. Power displayed. Mickey's eyes of his soul, his hidden man of his heart, saw the power of words change alike from one form to another. How could this be? What power was displayed to demonstrate? Words couldn't just do that, could they? Little one, Mickey's soul, his hidden man, his heart, asked itself, what kind of power did words have? How could they demonstrate such power over creatures of life. His eyes of his earthly soul saw it, and his soul, his hidden man of his heart, that felt so devalued, so unimportant, asked itself so many questions. Mickey's soul asked itself, maybe if it had this power of words, it wouldn't seem to be so devalued, so depressed, because it felt unimportant. Mickey's soul was ready. His hidden man of his subconscious mind was ready. Its feelings were all in place of feeling unimportant, feeling like a slave and of no value, not respected, treated as nothing. Mickey's soul, his hidden man of his heart, was angry for not being treated as important and not more than what he was doing. All the seeds of the soul, the hidden man of the heart, were planted and ready to produce its fruit. Mickey's eyes saw power through words. So Mickey's soul, his hidden man of his consciousness, decided to taste and see the power for itself, to make itself feel powerful, important, good, happy, valued, and somebody. Little one, the stage was set. Mickey's heart was now tempted and ready. The sorcerer left the room, and it was just the chance. That the soul, the hidden man of the heart, needed to try out the power of words to self-medicate its feelings of itself. The soul, the hidden man of the heart, stepped forward and used its mouth and spoke. The little one, tomorrow, I will tell you more of what. But remember this. When the soil of the soul, the hidden man of the heart, is made up of feelings of bitterness, for being unimportant and devalued. Feelings of anger for not being appreciated. Sadness for just being treated as a slave to someone else. It will do things it is not ready to handle. It will take advantage of power it is not ready for. And will disobey the leadership to make itself feel better. Yes, sir. 
I'm going to think more about this. Can we keep walking? Yes, little one, we can. Hello again, little one. Let's keep walking and talking. title of this story, or this part of the story, is called The Sorcerer's Hat. Are you ready for more of Mickey and his story of being a sorcerer's apprentice, little one? Yes, sir, I am. Do you remember where we left Mickey? Yes, sir, I do. He had just watched the teacher transform a bat into a beautiful butterfly. That is correct. Then what happened? You told me his heart, his soul, his hidden man was feeling very bad. He wanted to feel better, more important. That is correct, little. Now, on with the story. After the sorcerer had finished with his magic trick, he was tired. For he was an old sorcerer and had lived many, many years. So he put his tall hat he wears when he does his magic down on the table and left the room. Now came Mickey's chance come important. He was now alone, the magic hat. Mickey's heart was ready. His hidden man saw his chance. The soil was prepared and his mind went to work. He knew at one level not to touch the master's hat, for it was not his. But another party was feeling so unimportant and only a slave. Now, with his master out of the room and there on the table, was the magic hat. The temptation was just too much for Mickey's heart, for his soul, for his hidden man to ignore. Mickey could hear the hat calling to him. Put it on, and he would feel strong, powerful, and be filled with all kind of joy. He would be important, and not just a lonely slave, servant, a master. Mickey's eyes were fixed. It was calling to him. His soul was saying, put it on. No one is around. You will be powerful. Mickey looked around the room again. No master, just him and the hat. Then Mickey picked up the hat and held it in his hands. His heart was thinking this was a mysterious one that had power to make him feel powerful, important, not just a nobody. His hands were trembling. His heart was excited. His mind told his arms to lift the hat, put it on his head, and they did. Then it happened. Mickey felt full of the magic. He felt powerful, strong, and very important, and he was happy and excited. But sir, yes, little one, that wasn't his hat. No, little one, it was not. He was doing something bad, wasn't he? Yes, little one, he was. For Mickey had not been given permission by the rightful owner of the hat and its magic and power to put it on. Was he going to get in trouble? Yes. Did Mickey know he was doing something wrong? Yes. And no, yes, at one level, but the desire, little one, to be someone important, one with power. Mickey would break the rules of his teacher, put on the teacher's hat of magic without permission and without supervision. Trouble was on its way. Little one, yes, sir. What I want you to know so far in this story is that even my precious little ones, my students, my children, who are such as Mickey, feeling unimportant and just a servant, they will do just as Mickey did for the very same reasons as he did. Step out before their time and without 
permission and use the power of the teacher without permission and without his supervision. They sneak and hide thinking I cannot see them. They think in their hearts and their hidden man of their soul as Mickey did and believe I cannot hear their thoughts or that I would feel as they do and allow them to do things without my permission and without training and without supervision. Their hearts, their hidden man, their soul, and their minds were not ready to be a mighty one or having that kind of responsibility of such power. It's very serious, and one must be prepared, trained, more mature and more wise. Power can get out of control and can bring much pain and torment with it, as you will learn next time about Mickey. Okay, I will be ready to listen. Will I get a magic hat one day too? No, little ones. No hats are required for what I will teach you. My power is not in a hat as this sorcerer's. No, little one. No hat is needed with me. Wake up, little one. It's time to walk. Okay, sir, I'm getting up. Today I'm going to tell you more of Mickey, the hat of magic. Okay, where are we going today, sir? Just walking, little one. But I'm going to tell you more about Mickey, hat of magic. Yeah, I like your stories, your majesty. Remember where we left off? Yes, sir, I do. Mickey was alone and had just put on his master's magic hat. That is correct. Mickey did put on the hat of magic without his teacher's permission. Mickey looked around the room, double-checking to make sure he was alone. Just a magic hat. He was. But he saw a broom leaning against the wall. So just as Mickey had seen his teacher, great sorcerer, he raised his arms and said out loud, Mutantus! It was the magic spell words that Mickey's teacher said over the bat to change it to a beautiful butterfly. The broom began to glow, power, and the magic from the sorcerers. Mickey's heart was so happy and feeling with, with such joy, he was full of pride, for he had acquired a power. Only he had seen his teacher, the sorcerer, his heart. His hidden man was feeling valuable now. He felt powerful. No longer just a slave, a servant, unimportant. Then the broom, as it was glowing in a light of power, the handle grew arms, and its straw that was used to sweep up the floor divided into two legs. The broom come to life. Would the broom now obey Mickey of this young and untrained, uneducated, not given the right to do this apprentice? Pick up the bucket, Mickey ordered the broom, and the broom obeyed. Mickey's heart, his hidden man of his mind, his soul, was so full of joy, having power over the broom. And using his hands and the power of the hat of magic. But even, but, even though the broom obeyed, This young Mickey was not authorized to use the hat of magic and the power it had. Trouble was on its way. But I'll tell you more about the trouble that was coming for Mickey 
He was really going to get in trouble, wasn't he, sir? Yes, little one, he was. He was going to mishandle the power of the hat of magic, for he did not have permission to be using the power, or even to be wearing the hat of magic. Yet in the beginning, Mickey could not see what lay ahead for him. His heart, his soul, his hidden man was blinded by the happiness and the joy of feeling important, even if it was only with a broom. Until next time, little one, let's walk some more today. Okay, sir, I'm with you. Little one, yes, sir. I want to keep telling you more about Mickey, the head of magic, and now the broom. This part of the story is called Stolen Power. A thief arises out of the hidden heart. Okay, little one, if you remember that Mickey put on the head of magic, and spoke a word, Mutantus, and the broom came to life. It grew arms, legs, just from the spoken words out of his own heart and mouth. Mickey had little knowledge, understanding, or wisdom of the hat of magic or of the power of spoken words while wearing the hat of magic. And no experience, no supervision, no teaching on magic or the hat of magic or on power of the hat or the power of words. Mickey had now stepped into a realm he had no personal knowledge of or experience with a stolen power from his teacher. Mickey had stolen, taken another's power, authority and dominion over things without permission, just to satisfy his saddened heart, the hidden man and its feelings of unimportance. Anger at being not considered valuable or appreciated. No, just a slave. So Mickey became a thief, robber, lawless, illegal. He took something that was not his. He took it in secret. And he was so happy. His soul, his hidden man of his heart, and his heart was overflowing with joy at the power he had. The power that he saw his teacher use was now at his, was now his to use. Such joy he felt at the power he now had even though stolen, gave his soul, his hidden man, such feelings of pride and power. He had never experienced such feelings before. And they were flooding into his soul, into his hidden mind, and overwhelming him. 
and causing him to believe the power was his. And therefore, he could do all things. Mickey's heart, his soul, was full of joy at the sweet revenge he was getting against the harsh, selfish teacher, the great and wise sorcerer, Mickey's teacher and tutor. Mickey's heart, his hidden man, was darkened and full of jealousy and desired revenge for not being appreciated, not being accepted, not being honored as a great sorcerer himself. So his heart, his hidden man, didn't care if this taking of the hat of magic was right or legal. It only cared to satisfy its own feelings, to feel powerful and important, thus denying his true state of being a student, not ready for this power, yet that he had been given, even though he had not been given legal permission to use the hat of magic or that he needed supervision and teaching. Mickey's heart, his hidden man, little one was full of anger and dark fire. A heart only desiring things to make it feel better and to bring it happiness of importance and value. So from this dark heart, this dark mind of the hidden man, Mickey, came a thief and stole what was not his to have. Yet, because his heart was so full of unfulfilled desires for recognition and desires to demonstrate to itself that it was just the same, equal to the great sorcerer himself. Mickey's heart, his hidden man, manifested Demonstrated, showed its dark belief, its concept, its thoughts, its feelings of I am now somebody, not just a slave. I am important and I now have power. I am more than anyone knows. I am now powerful. I am somebody. I control all things with my words and my mind and my soul and my hidden man. Little one, learn this lesson about a heart, a hidden man, a soul, will become a thief and steal something that is not its. Now Mickey spoke to the broom, pick up the buckets. Mickey commanded the broom that was now alive from the hat of magic. Would the broom obey? What do you think this broom did? The broom obeyed. Yes, little one, it did. That is correct, little one. What happened next, your majesty? Much, little one. But that will be for our next time we talk and you learn. Okay, sir, little one, 
Yes, sir. What's that over there? Oh, you mean the singing and sparkling butterfly? Yes. Wake up, little one. Time to walk and talk again. Okay. How long have I been sleeping? For a while, sweetie, for you needed lots of rest. But I stood guard over you as a good shepherd does over his father's sheep during the day and night. Do you feel better? Yes, sir, I do. Good. For I desire to continue the story of Mickey and the hat of magic with you today as we walk and talk. Do you remember where we left off in the story, little one? Yes, sir, I do. Mickey had just commanded the broom to mutate through a magic spell. Words of power and magic, right? Yes. And the broom came alive and grew arms and legs and began to glow with light. Correct, sir? Yes, little one, that is correct. Then Mickey wanted to see if the broom that he had made to come alive would obey him, right? Right. Mickey told the broom he was now, that was now alive through magic, to pick up the buckets. And the broom did. Right? Right, little one. It obeyed Mickey. Yes, little one. The broom did. Then what happened, sir? That is what the story is going to be about today. Mickey then led the broom, which had no eyes, ears, or a face at all, to the well that was being filled by a fountain of water. And Mickey commanded the broom to fill the buckets it was carrying. Mickey was so happy. His heart, his hidden man, his soul was full of joy and feelings of great pride. For he was important now. He was powerful. Not just a servant, a slave, unimportant. Not a person of value who the master sorcerer ordered around. No. Now Mickey was the master of magic even if it was stolen power from another, even if it was just over the control and the life of a broom. Mickey commands were filled with power and strength of being the boss, the master and the authority of the hat of magic. He was proving to himself, to his heart, to his hidden man, that he was just as important and valuable and good as the official legal owner of the hat of magic and its authority and power. 
just as the legal supreme sorcerer was. Mickey's heart, his hidden man of his soul, was no longer feeling just a nobody, a child, a slave, unaccepted, not valued as a person. He was now a music, a magician himself, and he had power to command others, power to mutate and change things. Mickey had the power for himself. Oh, little one, Mickey's soul, his hidden heart, was so pleased with itself. He was so happy. Then Mickey led the broom back to the master sorcerer's magic pool of water and ordered it to empty the buckets here and do it again. So the broom obeyed and went back and forth from the well of water to the magic pool of water, filling up the buckets with water and taking the water to the magic pool and pouring the buckets of water into the magic pool. So Mickey felt so pleased and happy with himself. He decided to rest. So he climbed up into the master sorcerer's chair to sleep and rest while the broom did his work as it was ordered to do. Mickey was doing just what he had seen his master do. Mickey was like the broom, just working while his master sorcerer rested and went to sleep in the chair. Mickey was now sitting, that Mickey was now sitting in. Mickey's soul, his hidden man of his heart, of his evil heart, was so pleased with itself. And it became peaceful at the great things it has done. And now it was becoming the very thing. It hated. So the soul drifted off to sleep and to rest in his great accomplishments it had just done. Mickey has now put himself in his master's place, and the broom took poor Mickey's place of being just a slave with the master sitting in an easy chair and sleeping. Mickey's soul, his hidden man of his heart, now had transformed itself into the very kind of heart it hated and was jealous of, his master's heart, that had another one slaving away in unimportant task, unappreciated, nothing more than just a broom with no value, no face, no feeling. Mickey's hurt and wounded hidden man was now self-medicating itself to feel better, more important, not just a slave, but a master over others and other things. Mickey's heart had become the same as the heart of his master, one that his hidden heart did not like, and that made Mickey feel unwanted. 
just a slave, degraded to just a servant, a nobody of worth, just a thing to be ordered around. Mickey now had become what his own heart needed and was doing the very same behaviors that his master had done to him, which he disliked and hated. Mickey's heart, a hidden man, didn't even know that it itself was now under a spell of mutantus. It was mutating to the very heart of the master. And Mickey's heart, if it knew this was happening, even if Mickey's heart knew this was happening, it was okay with it. For it was only, or it was the only pattern of how to feel important he had. In the deep hidden heart of Mickey's soul, it was determined to make itself feel better, important, valuable, powerful, and happy. For his hidden man was hurt, wounded, unhappy, feeling only a slave and a nobody and jealous and envious of the master. Mickey became as his master. Mickey's heart took on the very attitude that Mickey hated, disliked. Mickey's heart became as his master and showed the same attitudes and feelings it had felt. But now, these were directed at the broom. Mickey had mutated himself into another creature over his hidden heart. Had mutated himself into another creature. One his hidden heart hated and was deeply jealous of. And one that had made himself feel just like a slave, ordered around, doing many Minimal slave labor, fetching water. Mickey's hidden man of his soul, his hidden heart, had turned to the dark side of life. A side filled with hate and anger at another. Not humble, not appreciative of being with a teacher and a mighty sorcerer who was teaching him and caring Mickey's hidden heart was now full of hate, revenge, and it became blind to himself as this transformation was taking place. And it would even believe it was happening. For it believed he deserved this. He was owed this power. And rest. Mickey's hidden man of his soul believed it deserved this and that he had a right by his own thoughts and hurts to take what was not his and use it for himself. The hat of magic and the magic words of power to command anything to change and happen. The hidden man of Mickey's soul did not care. If the head of magic was not his. 
or that he had legal permission to use it, and that his heart had now filled with envy and hate for others, anger at others, revenge for being made to feel like just a slave, a nobody, unimportant, not bad, jealousy towards others. They had something he did not have. No. Mickey only felt power and that he was no longer a slave himself. He had power now, even though it was stolen. He was the master of something, a broom. He was powerful and could make things do whatever he wanted. He was a somebody. He was a powerful sorcerer. Now, just like his master teacher was, the slave became a master. A child thought it was mature. A heart of darkness ruled now, one of revenge, of hate, of jealousy. But trouble was on its way, on the horizon. But Mickey's heart, his soul was blind to the consequences of his thoughts and their actions. Trouble was far from Mickey's eyes, yet it was coming. Little one, yes, sir, that is all of the story for today. It is much to ponder on and think about. It sure is, sir. Little one, I will tell you more of the story tomorrow. But for now, let's walk. And look at the beauty of the living creatures here in the garden. And hear them singing to us. And smell the sweet fragrances of life in agape love they have for you. Okay. Yay! I like songs and flowers and beautiful things. Me too, little. Me too. The Dreams of Mickey Block. Good morning, little one. Are you ready to hear more of the Mickey story? Yes, sir, I am. Good. Do you remember where we... Mickey was? Yes, sir. He had commanded the broom to go to the fountain of water and fill the buckets up with water. And take the buckets of water and fill up the magic pool of water of the supreme sorcerer. Then Mickey commanded this magically alive broom to then keep doing it over again. Yes, sir, I do. Good. And that the broom which had mutated due to spoken words of mad and magic and became alive with arms and legs. Yes, sir. It was ordered to just keep obeying the commands of Mickey, to keep filling up the buckets with water and emptying the water in the Supreme Sorcerer's magic pool. Right? Yes, little one. Right. Mickey's heart was so pleased with itself for it had now become a master, not a slave. He was important, and that made himself so happy and so pleased with himself. Even if this power and becoming a master was stolen 
I'm gotten illegally. Now Mickey's heart, this deeply hidden man of his heart, was so pleased with himself that he would do as he had seen his master do. Sit in his chair, relax, and take a nap. Well, that is exactly what Mickey did. Mickey's heart was so pleased with itself and the power it now had. Mickey did not care or even think that this power and the hat of magic he had were gotten by stealing. Mickey had stolen the hat and its power. The hidden man of the heart didn't care, for it only wanted to feel better, important, valuable, powerful, And it did not care if it had to steal the power or that it was using the power illegally and without permission. It only cared to satisfy itself and make itself feel like somebody, feel like a master, feel important, feel powerful, and not as it had been feeling. Nikki's heart was now feeling satisfied. Full of joy and power, stolen power, taken illegally. But that did not matter to the hidden man of Mickey's heart. It only wanted to satisfy itself, no matter what. Feelings of great peace and slumber came after the great high that came from the stolen power. The drug of power was now providing a peace within its own heart that Mickey had never experienced as a slave, a disciple. But now as the master with power, his heart could rest, be at peace with itself. For now he was reaping the great benefits of power, great peace. Now Mickey could rest, drunk on power and its benefits. Satisfaction of making something else obey. So Mickey became drowsy, sleepy, and slumber came. Mickey was sitting in his master's chair, little one, still wearing the hat of magic, of another stolen power, illegal possession. Little one, yes, sir. Do you know what happened next? No, sir. No, sir. Except Mickey, except Mickey just went to sleep, right? Yes. Something else began to happen. Mickey began dreaming. Do you know what dreams are, little one? Are they what you do when you sleep? Right? Yes, little one. Sir? Yes? Am I dreaming this walk and talk with you now? No, little one. You are not dreaming this. When someone does dream, their precious spirit, like me, yes, like you, little one, steps into the realm of the spirit and has spiritual adventures and experiences. One spirit may not know that it is in the spirit realm, but it is. The little spirit begins to see the spiritual realm and experience its possibilities. Great power 
It is out there. When one is dreaming, little one, it happens when the biological brain and its consciousness are not interfering with the spirit and its experiences. Dreams are one's spiritual thoughts, images, symbols, pictures, feelings of your spirit. Many call dreams visions of the night, dark visions. I speak to most humans in these dark visions of the night in dreams when the physical body is resting and cannot interfere with my communication and contact with the spirit. But dreams can occur in the daytime. If I desire to contact you, the spirit, I can override your conscious awareness if necessary. Some call this contact communication dreaming, as daydreaming, a second sight, the third eye. It is an experience that is not connected to the earthly world. Some people also call this just make-believe, fantasies, one's imagination. But these experiences are real, right, sir? Yes, little one, they are. For the realm of the spirit is a real place. Please tell me more about the spirit realm, sir. Are we in it now, where we are? Yes, little one. We are. I will tell you a little, for there is much to learn. First, the realm of the spirit is a real world. It is not make-believe, or just one's imagination, or a fairy tale. No, little one, the spirit realm is the realm I live in, and the one we are in now, together. It is everywhere, all around everything. And everyone. Is it very big? Yes, little one. It is very big. Where is it? All around you. And me. All the time. It is like a world that is the same, yet very different than the earthly world. It is a world that is hidden from your earthly eyes and senses, yet It can be opened up if I allow it to be seen. It is a world of spiritual creatures, beings, light, power, and where words are a source of blessings or bad things. It has all kinds of colors, beauty, and yet there is a part of this realm here on on this earth that is dark. Evil, where bad things live and rule. This realm is eternal. It has no time, as you know it, little one. It has colors, as you have been learning and glistening. And they can be filled with darkness and death. Little one, no one can see it or find it with their earthly eyes or senses can only be seen and understood by the spiritual revelations I provide to the human spirits if they seek it. I try to help all humanity to see it, believe in it, learn about it from stories, 
fairy tales, parables, science fiction, in movies, and by personal stories of personal experiences of those who have experienced this realm and see it. Many use evil and darkened ways to connect with this realm. And some discover it when their spirit leaves their body for many different reasons, like having abuse happen, or a fearful experience, or even a near-death experience. But, sir, we are in it now, right? Yes. Is that why the creatures and flowers talk? And sing and glitter and glisten with light and colors? Yes. They, the little one, are all living creatures with my spirit of life in them. They reflect my glory, my agape love, my riches of spiritual life, my creative power, and most of all, me and my fullness. But, sir... Captain Hook, he's real, right? Yes. He's in the spiritual world on the earth and hovers above from his high place of rulership. Is he up here with us? No, little one. He is not. Little one, know this. You are still in your body of dirt on the earth. And you must learn about this realm of the spirit. Okay. Yes, sir, but I'm tired now. Can we stop? I just want to go and listen to the singing flowers and play. Yes? Let's go, little one. Part two of Mickey's Vlog, The Sorcerer's Apprentice, will be continued in the next episode. Come back and listen to part two, The Sorcerer's Apprentice, Mickey's blog, and learn what happens and how the story ends. Love, Pastor Deborah.